to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Left Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 298 of the Left Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Oh, I cannot believe it. The season, the racing season is in the books. We've got three champions to talk about tonight, which I'm excited. We've got two more shows to episode 300. I've got uh, a giveaway, not just one, not just two, but yes, it's coming down to episode 300. So I've got three giveaways for you. I am so excited. So if you're listening to this, the giveaways are out. Go check it out. Um, let's see. I can't believe another NASCAR season is in the books. Another season of the Lap Traffic Podcast is close to winding down here. So episode 299 will definitely be next week. Then I will probably take the week of Thanksgiving off. Maybe even one more. I'm not sure. And uh, we'll definitely create a build and a tease for episode 300. But um It's coming, and uh, we're going to close things out strong and hard and fun and all that good stuff. Uh, Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Friday, the wife and I took the uh, day off to start decorating for Christmas. Yes, we are those people that decorate in early November, and partly because we just put up so much stuff, like there's a 12-foot tree, there's two eight-foot trees, there's a six-foot tree, there's some smaller trees, and it's it's a process to put it up, pull all the... I mean, there's over like 30 tote, Rubbermaid totes that house all of the Christmas decorations, and you're going to put that much effort, I want to enjoy it. So we start decorating pretty damn early. So uh, most of it's done. We just have a couple things left to do in the... Uh, basement bar slash man cave area and uh we'll get some pictures out that's that's for sure uh it's it's always a sight to be seen that's that is uh, no doubt about that and and friday after literally going hard all day eight hours plus decorating alden decided that uh sleep was optional for his eight and a half month self, which is carried all through the weekend, which is oh so much fun. So all of you parents out there know the uh, struggles and sleep regression is real. Apparently who, who knew? And uh, Saturday did a little more decorating, cleaning, uh, watch the Michigan game Saturday night, Sunday, did not get off the couch much, but to uh, put the wings on the grill and uh, refill the glass and watch football and racing. And we're going to talk about that. Um, I've got Sherwin from uh, the Blowing the Doors podcast uh, on. It's been way too long since Sherwin has been on the show. Uh, Dan, the intern, is going to make a, uh, a, a an appearance on the show later, as well as uh, Matthew at CH9SE Fan. He's going to be on. So that's who we got lined up for you. There's no weather to talk about. We have a lap traffic fantasy champion. Who is it? Was it Kristen Hoglin who dominated for so long? Was it Kim James? Was it Henry Fletcher? Was it Steven? We will find out here towards uh, the end of the show and all that good stuff. So let's get things rolling. Without further ado, let's get Mr. Andrew Sherwin on the line. 
All right, Lat Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his 24th unprecedented appearance on the Lat Traffic Podcast. He's way overdue for an appearance because it's been a very long time. Welcome back, my friend and yours from the Blowing the Doors Off Podcast, Mr. Andrew Sherwin. Sir, what's up, brother? Yeah, it's been all the way back since right before the season started, right? It's, or right around early January, somewhere around in there? Yes. Uh, just crazy uh, how fast things went um, to where it was like, holy shit, Sherwin hasn't been on the show since like the start of the year. That never happens. So um, as, as we're here getting ready to celebrate episode 300, uh, couldn't couldn't do this countdown without having you a part of the show. That's for damn sure. Well, I appreciate it. It's uh, it's always fun watching what you're doing, knowing that we kind of started our thing about the same time. It's yeah. like, uh, yeah, episode 300, uh, a mark we weren't able to get to uh, with the previous iteration of the podcast I was on, but uh, that's okay. That's part of life. <laughs> hey, absolutely. You know, and, uh, you know, another countdown for you on the new one. How Things are going great with you guys over there. You got a full season under wraps almost. Uh 30 some shows first year. That's, that's pretty solid. Considering all of the things that we had to do to just to record, um, it was a constant battle, uh, especially when I came back to work. Um, we could only do it really while I was still at work, but there are some other logistical things that are in place that will allow us to uh, do after hours shows um, in the evening. And uh, I think you're going to see that that 31, 32 show uh, number get back, you know, to where I expect it to be, which is which is in the 40s, you know, well, at least one for every race weekend. Well, you know, and if for so long, that's been my my routine as well. Sometimes a bonus show like the last three years, I've I've done high 40s, low 50s in terms of shows. And this year I'm just in, I'm at like, I think episode 300 will be like show 38 or 39 and, uh, having a baby will, uh, will, will make you, will force you to reprioritize things a little bit. So that's, uh, that's where we're at. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at too, in terms of, okay, it's not just living off the grid, so to speak. And I don't mean off the grid, like, you know, and, you know, living in the West, the Alaskan wilderness, but we don't have internet at the house. Right. So that's kind of a new thing for me in the last, I mean, I've had internet in, in the home that I lived in since 1995 or 96. Right. So it's like, this is kind of new to be like, okay, well, I don't, have, I don't even barely get data, barely get enough data to tweet during a race, you know? So it's, and then, you know, couple that with all the extra responsibilities of, you know, living with a partner, there's three young children in the house, you know, there, there are the priorities. They, this one starts to fold down the list it significantly. Yep, yep. But, uh, <laughs> like hobbies are great. And I think, you know, any, any good, uh, uh, relationship psychologist should, will tell you that each partner should have their own hobby. That's kind of separate. Um, but you still, it, it takes a lot of coordination and effort to, uh, to make those things go. Absolutely. No, that's, uh, L Lindsay's still on board with it, which is, which is the plus. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be back next year. And, uh, 
I plan on shaking things up a little bit. Uh, the format's been the same for, for quite a while. Uh, you know, we're going to throw some twists in there. And uh, I, I, I really plan on trying to take advantage and use uh, Twitter spaces a little bit more. Uh, you mentioned Twitter a little bit ago. And, and I've used that a couple times where you can go live and you can pass the mic around to people and, and have a little bit more fan engagement, follower engagement on, on that. It'd be cool to get you on with that as well to, uh, you know, kind of co-host, uh, you know, some things throughout the week and maybe make the shows a little shorter, but uh, have a more uh, live presence out there on social media. So is that like the satellite version of what Periscope was? Pretty much, just no video. So it, it's just all audio. You go live. Ah. It, um if, if people follow you when you are, you know, just opening the, the app, it'll like tell you that so-and-so is live at the top and you can join it. You can request uh, to talk in there and then you as the moderator can, you know, give permission to, to ha let someone talk. And I mean, hell, you could even technically record that and use that for the podcast. So I, uh, I plan on taking advantage of that in some fashion next year as, as, you know, working that in the mix some way, shape or form. Yeah. Well, I may have to pick your brain during this off season about uh, YouTube publisher and how all that works. So I'm happy to, uh, happy to help. Happy, happy to be here for you. Um, all right. Before we get into some NASCAR chat, man, uh, what's uh, your Falcons, man? They're four and five. Uh, are they good or are they bad? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm not a, like a total destitute fan, but I want to, I want to say off the top, I, bad is probably the better, at least preseason assessment is nobody expected them to be any good. Right. Um, they pulled a lot of strings last year to win what eight games to go eight and nine and almost make the playoffs. And it was like, what did you mortgage to get here? <laughs> what did you mortgage for mediocrity? <laughs> right. And it's like, I mean, it almost like, so the one hidden thing that we don't know about in the NFL world where most of the stuff is fairly public is how big of a dollar nugget is it to make the playoffs? And so if there, if that nugget is big enough, then you would expect that a potential mortgaging of draft picks or something like that, or, or the postponement of payment. So you end up with these cap adjustments with Ryan, you know, being worth 40, $44 million on paper, but he's only getting paid 25 and a half. And it's like, how does that work? You mortgage this future and that future. It's like, it's like we're betting on the price of oil or something. Right. Nobody really knows how that works. Uh, and like, unless you're inside the room, I guess, but, you know, I don't think they're very good, but it's hard to say in the NFL being a one score league. I was trying to explain this last night to Kristen and I was like, it's the most um, socialistic professional organization that we're aware of on the planet in terms of the distribution of wealth sure. and how you're allowed to spend that wealth. Um, in terms of buying players. So at some point, every team gets old enough that they can no longer afford their best players and they got to start over. Now that's happening within the first contract, 
or the second contract or contracts or one year contracts are now a thing. It, yes. They used to never be a thing in the NFL. Yep. Good for the players and good for the teams in a lot of ways. Um, not good for fans to figure out who in the hell plays for their team anymore. But, you know, trading, that wasn't a thing really until Jimmy Johnson in 89. But even still, for the next 25 years, it really wasn't a thing either. Yeah, no, you don't see like, and then if you saw trading, it definitely was not within your conference. And now you know, the Lions last week traded, you know, uh, our, our best receiver, our eighth uh, pick couple years ago in the draft tight end TJ Hawkinson. And we did an in-conference trade to, to Minnesota, you know, so it's, it's, it's really become a, uh, a new commodity or a refreshed commodity, the trading, the trade value, you know, what, what, what value do you put in a pick versus the dollar amount? Like you said, you know, it's, you can go and trade and pay X, but you might be able to go and get, you know, the next up and coming, you know, rookie out of college for half the price kind of thing. So it's, it's where, where do you put that value? Yeah. And I wonder how many positions like the running back have totally faded into this place where we now we've known for a long time that a running back is a perishable commodity. Now it's just public knowledge, right? Like you want to find a third round running back and you want to keep him for about three years and hope that he ends up being first or top of the second round delivery. And then you still have to cut him loose because you don't want to pay him that second contract. Yep. It's going to get him up, up towards that nine, nine million a year for four years of 36 or a $40 million contract to a running back. Who's probably going to get hurt. Yep. And probably only has one or two more, you know, solid years left to go anyways. So. Right. Oh, nature of the beast, man. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's talk some racing, man. Uh, it was a very weird championship racing weekend, in my opinion. We had, you know, so much drama coming off of, of Martinsville uh, in the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series. Um, the Truck Series just kind of was like there, I felt like, this weekend. Uh, I, I, I sound like a broken record when I say I think not having a truck race at Martinsville and having back-to-back -back races there really hurt the momentum of the truck series. Um, we had the Ty Gibbs-Brandon Jones incident at Martinsville. Um, we have Ty Gibbs going out winning the, the, the race, which, you know, people have their opinions on Ty Gibbs. Uh, and then just to hear the news that, hey, I, uh, he's not racing on Sunday – and to find out that his father passed away overnight, like you want to talk about the highest of highs and the lowest of lows in a 24 hour period. Um, and then you've got the whole hum cup race on, on Sunday. Where do you want to start, man? I don't know. I'll say this off the top for the first time in a long, long, long time. Uh, the truck series has been a, Oh, that, that was tonight. Okay. Yeah, whatever. I feel you. Like I it's the you. first time I really just have not cared at all about the truck series. And you're right. Not having them run at Martinsville. It was like, oh, they are running. Oh, and they're running at 10 o'clock Eastern. Oh, yeah. oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. That made that. I mean, it's like, <laughs> yep. you know, I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm far enough removed now that I can set aside my personal differences with what Ty Gibbs as a, is as a racer. He's a spoiled brat. That's all there is to it. But 
the deal with his dad is that's brutal. Like, I don't even know. I can't quantify it. I haven't experienced that. Um, especially something that, that that's just sudden, like JD's deal was awful, but it was not unexpected. Right. Yeah. Like this is just celebrate a win with your kid and that's a huge thing. And then you don't wake up the next day. Yes. Like I, I, I mean, no speculation on what the cause we'll know when we know, Yep. but it's, it's brutal. I don't even know. I mean, I don't know. Right. I don't even know if it's fair to even talk about uh, Ty at this point. And I'm not sure what the, what, what are the boundaries of morality? Like, yeah. I, I think I just kind of want to be like, uh, that's, that's too tough for me to try to navigate. Fair enough. I'm with you there. Well, let, let's stay on the, on the Gibbs side of things for a minute anyways. Um, and, and this too, something that, that just didn't probably because of the whole thing with, 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 the Gibbs family. Um, the, the very last time Kyle Bush strapped into the 18 car was, was, was this past weekend. Um, again, whether you love him, whether you hate him, whether, whether he's growing on you or, or not, uh, what that 18 team did has been historic, uh, over these last, I don't even know how many years he's raced with that team. Since 08. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah. I mean, hell we're, we're going on, you know, over 10 years, just an incredible historic run. Uh, you know, you, you'll talk about Jimmy Johnson, seven championships, uh, and you can compare that to other stats within the stick and ball sport realm, if you will. Uh, but the legacy that that 18 team did with two championship runs, countless races, winless streaks, then broken and back on a, on streaks. I mean, just in, incredible what that team did. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I don't. We're gonna have to be ten or twelve years beyond when Kyle Busch hangs up, you know, hangs up the helmet, before we can really assess what he was able to do in this modern era. But you're, I mean, he's way past Hall of Fame. Okay. Way past Hall of Fame with the majority of that success coming while being at JGR. The the biggest news of the year, still, still by far, is that. JGR and Kyle Bush are not a thing anymore. Just crazy. Um, and, and I don't even know. I, I'm not sure I, these things happen in sports, right? They, they do eventually happen, but um, to this degree in NASCAR, I wonder, you know, in, in our, in our era of fandom, right? So basically since from 2000 to now, you know, is, is this, is this happened? Not not really not not in these circumstances where it's really like two parties just seemingly just said i'm not we're not here no any, anymore yeah I, i'm yeah. not sure it definitely unique you you could tell there was frustration on both sides uh you know both wanted it probably the hometown well joe gibbs probably wanted the hometown discount for for kyle and kyle you know just like we were talking about from a an NFL second contract perspective, so to speak, you know, Kyle, Kyle wanted to go get himself some and deservingly. So he's, he's, he's got the, the wins, the championships to, you know, kind of warrant what he, whatever he wanted, you know, and uh, that, that was definitely surprising. It was surprising to see how that all came about uh, with 2311 and Tyler Reddick as well. It was all weird how that kind of finessed, 
into uh, the the final product that we now know what it is. Yeah, I think part of the deal there is um, it it just it magnifies um, how the system is not so much broken as just needs it needs a change. It needs an adjustment that if the only reason, let's say the only reason you're not able to keep a top tier driver is because you don't have a partner sponsor like M&Ms and Mars. Okay. This system is a little bit broken, right? Cause we don't really have salary caps in NASCAR, not for what drivers make. I mean, the, the sport resets itself every few years. Yes, we know, we know about the Harvick and the junior thing and, you know, and talking about who should be paid what and where and why, but I, I it, something is not something is amiss here on on how we reward a driver who is still very much at the peak of his um, performance capability, and he's stepping out of a car that has a chance to win a race just about every time they show up, and now that's not a thing anymore. You say he passed on the hometown discount; he ended up having to take that discount somewhere else. Um, yep. as he's already admitted to. And I think it, there's got to be something in you because you probably have this in you and I know I have it in me that, okay, you don't want me. Well, here's two of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to take the same money that you offered and I'm going to go over there and I'm going to beat you with that money. Right. Yes. And, and, and that's, I mean, that's a motivator for a lot of people. That's a motivator for me in my personal life. It was a motivator in sports. Don't dare me to, to beat you. Like, don't give me extra reasons to beat you because I already want to win. Absolutely. No, we and we all know that fire and that passion in Kyle Busch. We see it week in, week out. So, uh, absolutely. I, I, I'm very curious to see how quickly, uh, you know, we've seen RCR turn. Uh, I don't know. We could say they're over the hump, so to speak. Uh, they've gotten a few more wins over the years. Tyler Reddick, obviously, I've been saying it for years, Tyler Reddick, was somebody that they could build that organization around. Um, we saw that this year as he went to victory lane, I think three times, um, you know, so that's something that now Kyle Bush is going to be able to even take that torch and, and just, you know, go leaps and bounds further to what we know Kyle Bush can do. Uh, and, and that's going to be very interesting to see how that all comes out. I'm with you. Um, I, I think we, like you said, you know, there are some things that, that need adjusting for sure. You know, it's, do you go as far as saying, Hey, all right, every team, Hey, you get X amount to spend. You want to do that from a driver's side. You want to do that from a pit crew side. You want to do that from a, you know, crew chief side, however you want to spend your X amount of dollars. Here it is go. And all the sponsorship gets filtered in through NASCAR. And, and NASCAR just divvies out the sponsorships, you know, Hey, for the first half of the year, you're going to run this logo and the next half you're going to run that. Um, I think that's pretty extreme, but at some point, you know, they may start to go that direction because of situations like this. Well, and so, and this is, I was having a little bit of this conversation last night when we started talking about the NFL. Um, and, and I was saying, and what I was saying is, um, you on opposite ends of the spectrum, you have complete and total capitalism and complete and total socialism, right? And not this is not about politics. This is just about economical philosophy. You have to have some of both to make either one of them work, right? 
there's got so the most powerful, most money make the most like valuable organization in the world as a whole, as an as a whole entity, all the teams is the NFL. It is the most socialistic in nature in terms of how money is divided among the players, how much money each team can spend on the on the field product, right? They can make as much money as they want in their 109,000 seat Jerry's World Stadium, but that can only be spent in locker rooms and practice facilities. And guess what? This isn't a recruitment war, typically. Maybe, you know, maybe a couple of those battles along the way where you have one guy who's equally choosing between two organizations that are offering the same money. But it's not like college recruiting where the, the brightest, shiniest weight room is, is maybe going to sway somebody to go to school there. In the NFL, it's the contract. It's the dollar bills. What am I paying? You know, what am I paying the players? Well, that's all fixed. You know, it's within a certain real specific, you know, 89% over over two years. And then you have to, you have to be in the 109%, 111% range to average it all out over five. So NASCAR is still way, way over on the capitalistic side of things. And there's still places where they can spend all the money that they can bring in. Pit crews, for instance, JGR, very specifically one of those first started to spend high dollars, sign guys on pit crews for long-term contracts for lots of money. You know, money, probably more money than I'm ever going to make in a single year in my life doing doing what I do, um, you know, to just to change a tire or put some gas in a car, whatever it is, you know, and the, and the sport warrants that. But they were they're paying guys. They're not doing a tryout every week to see who's pitting the 18 or the 11 or the 20, you know, or the 19. It Those guys are all they're paid by Joe Gibbs to work for Joe Gibbs racing. And they're they're in contract over year over year and and that was that's been brand new but that's another place you can dump dollars if you have okay well i already paid my driver 11 million and you know i already paid my crew chief a million and a half you know i've already my garage is completely up to date i don't need any more new epoxied floors (laughs) you know what i saw this tire changer for hendrick or for front row who looks better than everybody else on the stopwatch you know what? I'm going to go offer him $175,000 contract and, and pay him three years worth of that and see if he'll just come over here with us. And you know what? They say yes. And so that's where those dollars get spent. And that's how a Joe Gibbs can beat, you know, beat everybody else. And then Hendrick said, okay, well, I'm not, we're not going to mess with y'all anymore. We're going to do the same kind of deal. But, you know, that's just, that's just sort of the nature thing. And I get in the weeds there, but if NASCAR would be willing to conform to a slightly more socialistic approach on how dollars can be spent within a team with it for the on the track product, that would be, that would probably be beneficial for overall competition. Absolutely. No, no disagreement there. Uh, I feel you there. Um, all right. Uh, Phoenix yesterday took, took a beating um, as, as far as what the product was um, is that a is that a product of the format or was that just what the track and the car gave us yesterday? I think this is more a product of um, NASCAR fans in a lot of ways. Um, just this not they're not they weren't content with it being at Phoenix to begin with. 
because Phoenix has lended itself to some pretty boring races over the last 15 years. Um, even with the dog leg changes and the traction compound, the grip boogers, as I like to say, it really hasn't changed <clears throat> the racing all that much. So I think the fans were all done with that, especially since we had that really, a really good looking race at Homestead and they remember some, some of those races being pretty good back in the day, you know, NASCAR fans are fickle. They, they, they don't build pluck the greatest memory they have about a racetrack and go, well, that's where we should have the championship. Well, if we had it at Martinsville that, you know, the last 20 years up until this year, I think everybody would have been pretty damn satisfied. But if we had it there this year, they'd be pissed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. If it was the spring race. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, you have to be careful. I think NASCAR maybe should consider not locking themselves in for three years or more. Maybe yeah. two years. I would give love a city. A rotation. I think that'd be amazing. You know, also... I, I would love to. I'd love to see a discipline rotation too. Like, I don't. I don't think we need to finish our season with a traditional super speedway. I don't see a problem with finishing our our season on a road course. Though. I don't either. I almost would love to, and I get the I get the logistical. Uh, if that's even a word, uh, limitations that this would be. Uh, but we've referenced stick and ball so much. You know, you look at the Super Bowl and you, you've you got cities that make bids for the Super Bowl. Um, I know it would never get to that extreme because the demand just isn't there. Uh, but, man, if, if we could do some form of a, a rotation uh, and make it – Make it more of a draw. Make it make there be the appeal, whether it's from the entertainment, whether it's from the rotation of knowing, hey, uh, we're not maybe going to get a race next year because we're getting the championship race this year. Uh, you know, so I want to go and be there. You know, there there are some things that I think could could be done to improve upon um, the overall fan experience and what championship weekend could do. Well, I think that's that's a huge reason why I'm in the back of my mind. I'm not poo-pooing the idea of the Chicago street courses because you could that that could lend itself to that bid war you're talking about. Mm -hmm. If that's a hit and say NASCAR's already published that they're going to spend 50 million dollars to make that go, but that but Chicago is estimating the impact set somewhere between 150 and 200 million dollars in revenue for the area. Okay, then it becomes this is you know how much does it make sense to bid on this? Yep. If NASCAR is already willing to bring this much to the table to have the race happen and and do the logistics, the, you know do all the competition stuff, you know survey the land, pick the course that makes the most sense. Um, I, I would like to see a bid war. I, I don't know about for the championship race, but I think you're going to see it happen. I think you're going to see you know a Boston stick his nose in there um and and be like okay what what happened over there in chicago we we we're kind of interested in seeing what what happened there um That's you know cool. maybe saint pete uh or something i don't know i don't i don't know i just i think the only way we will know we can speculate all day long the only way we'll know is to get one on the map so kudos to ben kennedy jim france and steve phelps and steve o'donnell for making that happen and getting that in and going okay test case boom let's go do it um and some of their test cases have really done well over the last four years yeah so i almost have to just say why don't we just let them 
you know, Let's the schedule's not going to be perfect. Let's let them, let's let them try some stuff. Yes. I'm with you. All right, Sherwin, last one for you. What's the 2023 headline going to read? Twenty twenty three headline. Oh man, I'm glad. I you know, I wish I'd uh I thought about it, but then I probably would still not like what my answer is going to be. <laughs> uh, twenty twenty three headline. Is this Blaney's year? I love it. Uh, coming off a winless year, can he come back, kick some ass, and uh, and get back to uh, victory lane and possibly a championship? I love it. Beautiful, beautiful. Sherwin, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I promise to not let as much time go by the next time. And uh, I, I'm excited to uh, get an invite back on to uh, the uh, Blowing the Doors Off podcast as well. And I know you guys will be around in the off season. Maybe we can have some fun for uh, a night at some point. Uh, thank you so much for the support. As always, uh, like you said, you know, 300 shows. Um, I look forward to watching you guys. Uh, hit some milestones with with yours as well well we certainly appreciate that and and the support uh goes both ways um yeah once we get settled out and probably start moving this to like a 7 30 to nine o'clock or somewhere around in there p.m show where brett and i are both done with work and we're just relaxed at home then that's when i want to start pulling in guests when, when we don't even know whether we're going to do the show i can't invite somebody from outside to come be on and go i'm sorry absolutely you know what i mean so yeah. like we have to get we we have to get ourselves settled first for sure cool uh hit everybody with the social media handles that's just one just one at btdo podcast that is it that's it keeping it simple i love it sherwin man great to talk to you great to catch back up with you uh hope you and and the family have a great holiday season and all that but i know we'll talk to you soon brother likewise and happy 40th coming up thank you thank you i can't believe it <laughs> we'll see ya Oh, Lab Traffic Nation, great to catch back up with Sherwin. Glad he's doing well, and uh, can't wait to talk to him again. Well, there's so much. I mean, we did 22 minutes, 25 minutes. Sherwin, normally, him and I, we're doing 90 minutes, and uh, we are well past due for, for a show like that to where we just get into the weeds, uh, as he said there. So that'll, that'll happen. That's definitely going to happen. And, yeah, my 40th is right around the corner uh, December 22nd is my 40th birthday and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what the wife's got planned. I, I know she's got something up her sleeves and I'm curious to see what that is. So, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be some social media postings about that. No doubt about that. All right. Well, what do you say we do a little lap traffic social media? Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, Facebook, the Lap Traffic Podcast, YouTube, the Lap Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. If you've made it this far into the show, please leave a review on whatever uh, podcast platform you're listening to. Tell your friends all that good stuff. Don't forget, like I said at the start of the show, I've got three giveaways that I am doing. They may all be the same. Uh, there may be two hats involved, T-shirts, stickers, pint glasses, 
Um, and, and some other things that I don't know, you'll just have to go check it out on Twitter and see what's there and go tell all of your friends as well as at Atlanta racing and at the throwback brand have a giveaway going on as well right now with a 124 chase Elliott championship raced win diecast from a few years ago that I sent them some stickers, all that good stuff. Throwback brand, put a hat in there as well. So go check that out. And uh, yeah, we're just giving stuff away. We're emptying out the promotional closets as they say on the radio station. So there you go. And we've got some new follower shout outs. Uh, Rob Gorman at Rob G 329, big wrestling fan. Rob, you've come to the right place because I, I like to mix in the wrestling chat every now and again, uh, as I will probably do next week with uh, Dustin Albino from jsky.com. It's That's our thing. We do that here sometimes. Uh, S. Coop at one. Coopy from Detroit, Michigan, where he states a pl- Michigan is a place where up north is not a direction but a place. You are so correct, my man. And where is where's up north start for you? Uh, for me, it's probably not as far north as what uh, most people would consider. We go up to Frankenmuth all the time, so that's that's our up north. And then when we go to Mackinac, we're really going up north. So uh, there's there's our two up norths. Uh, Brett Baker at Brett underscore Baker underscore U.S. Army and a NASCAR fan. Thank you for your service, sir. Appreciate you. Kim Van at Snowbird Goddess NASCAR fan. Kyle Larson fan. Welcome to the show, guys. Don't forget, I've got stickers and koozies for free. All you have to do is fill out the contact page on the website to LapTrafficPodcast.com, and I will get those out to you for free. Okay. Let's keep things rolling a little early than what we normally do this. But uh, what do you say we do the very last lucky dogs of the season with the exception of the countdown or the recap of the lucky dogs for 2022, which I will do that in a couple weeks on either episode 299 next week or episode 300. Haven't mapped it out that far yet, but... Uh, one of those two shows will definitely have the recap of the Lucky Dog lap down picks. Uh, my Lucky Dog, the fans, just another great season. Uh, and the Detroit Lions, who are normally my Lucky Dog pick, as well as my fantasy picks. Uh, but the Detroit Lions actually picked up a W this weekend because that's what they do. They go one and six and then they win meaningless games and, and mess up their their draft position. I digress. There was a fan. I, I know. <laughs> um, and of course the Michigan Wolverines, lucky dogs as well. Uh, my lap down. I really don't have one. I mean, the season's over. It's been a great year wrapping up episode 300 here in a couple weeks. I mean, all good things. So no lap down for me. Let's see what you guys had to say though. Scott at 1985 Wagner's a lucky dog tie between Zane Smith Ty Gibbs, Joey Logano, the champs, lap down, Ty, Joe Gibbs Racing, Toyota for the loss of Corey Gibbs, uh, True Lucky Dogs, entire lap traffic nation that get to listen and participate in the lap traffic podcast. Thanks for all you do, Brandon. Scott, thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate that very much. Very kind words. Um, it, it is absolutely uh, an honor to be here with you guys. I love every single second about it. Brian at Storm and B 81 
Lucky Dog, the fans, for going through another meh championship race. Can we please change the venue for championship race? Lap down, Watermelon Boy for being Watermelon Boy. I love it. 83 fan at Waddell. Lucky Dog, Joey Logano for winning the championship. Lap down would be Chase Elliott for hitting the wall. Colin at Colin underscore with underscore cars. Lucky Dog to Logano for winning the championship. Making me be right when I was on the show. I love it. Lap down. McDowell plowing into Bowman. Good Lord. Yeah, not sure what was going on there. Uh, yeah, that was definitely interesting. Hey, let's see here. Jason at uh, J.A. Stone 29. Lucky Dog was the 22 in 2022. Catching championship number two. I love I love the play on the numbers there. I, uh, I appreciate that. Very nice. I like that. Uh, let's see here. Lap down. Really don't have one tonight. Good race. Lots of passing. Hard racing for the win and championship. Uh, thanks for another year of racing. On to hashtag for the cup 2023. Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan. Uh, let's see here. Lucky dog, the fans. The 2022 season was memorable for so many reasons. Some good, some bad. But nonetheless, memorable and noteworthy. Don't want to call it a lap down, but thoughts and prayers with the Gibbs family. Roller coaster 24 hours for Ty. Sad situation. Just unbelievable. I, I mean... Like Sharon said, how do you, it's so hard to put something like that into words, just a, a horrible situation. And, uh, I, I'm with you there all the way, Matt at camper news, Nat lucky dog, Joey Logano winning a second championship of his career, additional lucky dog, a very exciting 2022 NASCAR season with lots of surprises with the next gen car lap down thoughts with the entire Gibbs family for sure. Uh, Chris at USMC underscore NASCAR fire. Uh, let's see here. His lucky dog, all of our champions and an amazing season. A lap down, heard the TV focused only on the final four. Haven't watched yet. Nothing much at all about anyone else. Crew guy got hit. Battles were happening. Uh, and Rowdy at the Rowdy Dragon. Lucky dog, Joe Legato with dominant performance to end the season, bringing home a second cup. Lap down. Chase Elliott is the last driver to get cha chastained. It's a verb noun in 2022. Ouch. Have a safe and happy offseason all. I love it. All right. Well, normally we close things out with lap traffic fantasy, but I've got two more great people to have on the show. I'm throwing this in the middle here because I haven't heard from the winner yet this year. Uh, I hope I do hear from him because I'd love to have him on the show. And so with that, I just want to let everybody know where our final four finish out for the season. And our lapped traffic fantasy season six winner is Steven at DFS NASCAR guy. In second place was Kim James at KJ130088. Third place was Henry Fletcher. And our fourth place winner after dominating for so much of the year, uh, Kristen Hoglin finished in fourth. So I've heard from just about everybody with the exception of Steven to be able to get addresses. I'm gonna get trophies ordered, all that good stuff, which um, if you're listening to this, uh, go check, see if the ballot box is still open for your 2022 lap traffic year end awards. Uh, Cause we'll be placing orders and getting that out to everybody here just as quickly as possible so thank you everyone for another incredible year of lap traffic fantasy cannot wait to be back next year with some exciting changes i've gotten a lot of response from the survey and um 
Can't wait to get more people involved, make some changes. There are changes coming to the Trek series picks. That much I can promise you. And uh, I'll do a show where I do all of the uh, the new changes and, and I'll read through some of the survey results as well. So there's that. Thank you so much again, everybody. And uh, let's keep things rolling and let's get Matt on the line. All right, Lamp Traffic Nation joining me on the line. He's been a follower and a listener of the show for quite some time. He is a regular contributor to the Lucky Dog Picks and anything I put out there. Welcome, first time, to the Lap Traffic Podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at CH9SEFAN. It's Matt. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate you. Counting down to episode 300 here. Uh, I got to ask, last night I tweeted out a picture. I was cooking some wings, and you had some wings. How hot do you go with your wings, man? Uh, I didn't actually make those ones. Uh, They were gifted to me, I guess, so that's always good. But, yeah, they were were very good. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty good with the hot stuff. I like it. I like it. See, I'm the big baby. Like, I I like, <laughs> this is going to sound really bad. I like sweet meat. And so <laughs> I will do a lot of uh, sweet rubs, sweet spices. Um, I'll do it like if I'm doing pulled porks and, and things like that, I'll throw brown sugar on there. Um, but uh, oh, nice. my wife loves uh, the, the spicy. So we, we did some hot ones for her last night. But uh Good times. Very nice. Good times. Very nice. Yes. Um, all right, man. What did you think of uh, this past weekend, championship weekend? Um, to me, it seemed uh, a little ho-hum, like I forgot there was even going to be a truck race because they didn't race at Martinsville. Uh, we had a lackluster cup race. I'm just going to say it. But uh, what, what, uh, yeah, what were your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, well, the truck race is good. Uh, I was disappointed they didn't race at Martinsville. That, that should be a mandatory race. I think, Great, 100%. Um, I was like, I always love trucks at Martinsville. Uh, Dale Jr. Claimed he wanted to do a race about that one time, but apparently he forgot about that. So <laughs> <laughs> if he's listening, I'm still calling him out. I remember that. If, um, if Dale Jr. is listening to this, I'll lose my mind. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was mostly disappointed the truck race. Um, I'm sure you've seen that Stuart Friesen didn't make it. Uh, yeah, I thought it was some unfortunate circumstances. Uh, NASCAR apparently thought it was fair. So yeah, my, my Canadian guy didn't make it, which was kind of sad, but I thought the truck race was good. Uh, the Xfinity race was fantastic. Uh, I got quite a chuckle out of that cause well, I'm probably one of the only ones, but I actually like Ty Gibbs. I have no problem with the way he drives, and I think he should continue that. Um, you know, a lot I'm, of people don't agree, but I'm that's, glad you brought that up. <laughs> I'm glad you. No, I'm, listen. I, I mean, there are some things that I think he does on purpose, and there are some things that I think are him just being a young driver. And I'm I'm open to that. I'm I I love his personality because. That's, you know, we need those types of drivers. We need the drivers that, you know, are going to get booed, right? Like that helps create the the desire to tune in on Friday night, Saturday, whatever the case may be. So uh, I get all of that. I get why the fans, um, you know, have that passion. But passion, whether good or bad, is what's going to make you tune in. Um, you know, and, and I think some things will change as, as he, you know, gets another year or two under his belt, but I, yeah, I think for the most part, 
He's got an aggressive driving style. And guess what aggressive driving styles typically do? Get you to victory lane. And guess what gets funded? You know, so I I don't have as big a problem as some people do. Um, You know, and I think some things will just end up working themselves out in terms of, you know, his age versus his driving style. Yeah, I, I also uh, kind of like the fact that, you know, a lot of the guys on TV and everything keep always bringing up that, oh, you can't drive like that to win a championship. And it's kind of like, <laughs> anyway, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I thought there was also a little bit of irony in that race as well. Uh, that Of all the cars that he accidentally could have ran into, the nine, of course, spins out Brandon Jones. Sure. I thought that was kind of funny as well. Um but yeah, the Xfinity race was great. Uh, like you said, the the Cup race was a little lackluster. Uh, unfortunately, Chase and Chastain had a bit of a disagreement on whose spot that was, and it looks like it was Chastain's spot. So <laughs> that's a great <laughs> way to put that. Bit, bit disappointing, that. but yeah, <laughs> a little disappointing, obviously. But I mean, it it was kind of a racing move, right? I mean, he went, had a spot, Chase kind of kept going with it. And like he said, if you're going to just turn left, well, you're going to go left. So, right. right. Yep. Unfortunately, kind of, like I said, bad call on, well, we didn't win the war on who got that spot, but, oh, well, I don't think we had much of a chance in that race. Anyway, Joey was lights out. So Joey was, uh, uh Joey definitely looked very Kevin Harvick, old school Phoenix there yesterday. Um, the one thing that I would say, though, is I don't think Chase is done winning championships. So uh, I, I think you will get redemption at some point in time there as a Chase fan. No doubt about it. Well, I was going to say we did pretty good because I got the win at Atlanta this year. That was good. And we got the regular season. And to be honest, the fact that he even made the final four was quite impressive with how it kind of got rocky at the end there. So, yeah, uh, yeah, the, the fact that he got to the final four was I think five wins and everything else. I'm pretty happy with it. I think it was actually a very good season. There's Absolutely. a lot to build on, uh, with the new car, obviously a lot of people had problems. Uh, Denny and Turex just never seemed to show up at all this year. Uh, Kyle, I think he was doing okay. And then I'm not sure if the contract talks kind of all of a sudden he got used cars or whatever happened there, but poor guy couldn't catch a break. Same with Blaney. He couldn't buy a break if he, used all of his all-star money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. You know, I, I look at, I look at some of those as, as some weird anomalies. Um, you know, obviously I think anytime you, you've got contract negotiations uh, as public as Kyle's um, it's, I think it's hard not to let that, you know, get into your head a little bit. You know, plus you throw in family, your kids racing, you own a truck team. Like, I mean, there there's so much going on there. Um, you know, I, I can only imagine what the behind the doors meetings were like. And then, oh, let's go. Let's go race on Sunday. Uh, that that's definitely got to be a challenge. There's there's no doubt about that. Um, I want to get your thoughts uh, since, you know, you're a chase guy, HMS guy. Um, what were your thoughts when the announcement came out that Jimmy Johnson is going to be a, uh, have, well, have some form of ownership stake in Petty Motorsports? Um, I was surprised to tell you the least, um, not just with the team he chose, but the fact that he decided to do it. Um, I think we can credit, 
probably Brad and Trackhouse and uh, colleague and stuff like that for showing guys that it can be done, which kind of brings back that old school NASCAR feel a little bit. I, I like that. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting. I, I always hope that that team gets going. Uh, Eric's very talented. He's a very humble guy. So, you know, nice to see him always getting up front and getting going. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I, I can tell you that. <laughs> you, you know, I will. I, I agree with you in terms of the, the ownership and, and the drivers kind of, you know, going at it that direction, whether, it, you know, it's it's Brad giving what will hopefully I mean, first year there. Right. Drivers slash owner uh, adjustments, you know, things like that. Uh, I, I expect Brad to be a needed shot in the arm for for uh, Roush. Uh, I expect Kyle Busch, even though it's not an owner, uh, but we've already seen uh, RCR kind of, you know, make the turn with Tyler Reddick uh, picking up multiple wins this year uh, for, for that organization. And now Jimmy Johnson is definitely going to be a shot in the arm for for Petty. And, you know, I'm I'm very excited to see. Um, you know, they're obviously invested personally, right? Not just financially uh, to, to they're going to want their team to do well. They're going to want to be in victory lane. So I'm very curious to see the type of resources and the end result, uh, you know, not just next year with with Jimmy, but, you know, down the road, you know, we, we see how many times this year were drivers complaining about the safety of the car and the driver's voices to be heard. Um, if, if drivers are now the owners, they're going to have no other option but to listen to them. Yeah, um, I was thinking, too, along the same lines uh, with the announcement, uh, I'm sure you know, uh, with Kevin Harvick possibly retiring at the end of the year. Sure. And I was hoping maybe uh, at some point he would uh, either become, I don't know if he's going to become an owner. I don't know if that's his thing again. Uh, but I was hoping he'd at least stay around maybe with Jeff Burton and those guys and maybe help form that the driver committee that they want to have uh, because he's obviously a big voice and he likes to make sure that everybody knows. So Absolutely. Uh, it'd be good to have another, another guy like him out there to, to voice for the drivers and keep him in the sport as well. Um, he's been a very good asset to our sport. So if he doesn't resign, I hope he does find something in the sport to do as well. Cause that would be good. <laughs> Absolutely. No doubt about that. I am going to be as a fan, right? Cause obviously was a fan long before the podcast and, and when he hangs it up, it's, it's going to be, you know, obviously I've got, uh, you know, stake in who to root for from the podcast kind of thing. But, uh, you know, you never can replace that first driver, uh, that you rooted for. And so that's, that'll be a sad day for me when, when he does, uh, hang it up. But, uh, yeah, it's, all good things. I, I think the sport is in great hands uh, down the road. I think we'll get the car situation, safety issue fixed. There's no doubt in my mind about that. They, that I mean, that is a that's a necessity. Uh, you know, you, you want the sport to have credibility, and if if you if you don't have that from the safety side of things, uh, I, so I, I truly believe that something NASCAR will get situated in the off season, and you, you just look at the different winners, the the races. We did have some good races. They obviously, from a fan perspective, I think we all want a horsepower change for the short tracks and all of that. But uh, 
We had a very good 2022, I feel like. Don't uh, do, do you agree? Uh, yeah, I, I think it was great. Uh, I, uh, like I said, very pleased with the car. I do think that we need to have horsepower change, and uh, it does sound like there's a lot of safety things coming, which is nice. Uh, looks like we have another little bit of a fire issue going on, but I'm sure they'll address that as well. Um, yeah, I think the car is really challenging everybody. Uh has, you know, ups and downs and, you know, this and that. But, yeah, I think it's all uh, – we had a lot of great highlights this year, a lot of great moments. Uh, I mean, it's hard not to pick Ross as moment right. of the year, yeah, I guess. But, I, absolutely. Uh, yes, yes, I'm with you. Um, I I don't know. I guess if I had to pick anything else, I'm, I'm – as long as nobody gets hurt, I'm kind of one of those people that I quite enjoy the crashes. So sure. I quite enjoyed the fact that we did flip two of these cars over this year. I thought that was, I always like to see that when we get a new car. I always want to see at least one of them flip over, see what happens. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I mean it's, you got to know, right? Like, uh, re, you know, real world simulation, that's your best test, right? And and it's like that, that like forbidden crash, right? Like they're not supposed to do that. So that one random time that they do here and there, it's like, oh, that was cool. I like that. Yeah. As long as everybody's okay, right? Sure. That's, that's Absolutely. I hear you there. That kind of that kind of ruined that whole Ryan Newman crash. As much as I want to enjoy that, even to this day, I just I just can't. I'm like, nah. Yeah. That if it was the iRacing, it'd be like my favorite crash. But <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's not bad. Yeah, it was it was not good. And uh, but yeah, it was a great season. A lot of cool things looking forward to till next year. Uh, North Wilkesboro's coming back. That's a big highlight. Yes. Uh, Looks like I think Haley Deegan's moving up to Xfinity. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of, like I said, changes, and Jimmy's coming back. Uh, looks like Bowman might be okay now. Uh, hopefully he's recovering. Uh, Bob's going up to Ty. Uh, that was a terrible situation that happened I, with him. I can't believe that. I mean, the highest um, of highs to the lowest of lows in a 24-hour period, man. Even le- less than a 24-hour period. Yeah, no, that that was just so, so crazy. I mean, the first thing crazy. that came to mind when I thought of that was uh, Michael Waltrip with the Daytona 500. That was the first thing that came to mind. And I was like, I, I feel like he's about the only person that could really sure. sit and talk to Ty and, and somewhat relate. I know it wasn't technically a father, but I think Dale was kind of a father to a lot of drivers in a way. So Absolutely. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that analogy there. No doubt about that. Um, Matt, man, you're, you're, you're uh, a Canadian. Do you get to, do you get to go to many races or uh, is it mostly TV for you? Uh, no, I, I was lucky enough to make it to Michigan one year. Uh, I can never remember the exact year, but it was the only race that Dale Jarrett won there. And I think coincidentally, Bill Elliott blew up that race. So okay. it was back in like 97 or something. So, okay. uh, yeah, it was, uh, I, I was quite young. So I remember a little bit, we were sitting up in turn three and four way up in the really high corner of that one grandstand. Yeah. So it was. It was all right. Uh, we had the truck races coming. I, I was hoping maybe I could have got lucky and made it to one of those, but no, they took that all away. And then they wanted the street course, and I kept thinking, well, Toronto's got a pretty good street course, and the IndyCars come here, so I don't know. That might be something. Fans didn't seem to like Chicago, so. <laughs> right, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So uh, I, I imagine, uh, are, are you a hockey fan? I mean, not to be cliche, but I mean, you're in the Toronto area, right? So, or Ontario? Well, I used to, when I was a kid, uh, hockey, yeah, the Leafs were always on in our house. And after a while, I just, I don't know, I kind of grew out of hockey. Like, they they kind of got away from a lot of the fighting. And unfortunately, sure. they had to get away from a lot of the big hits and all the stuff like that. And, I mean, I just gave up being a Toronto fan in general. It was like this, you know, I was like, it's yeah, like, it's like, like pulling for the pace fan. car driver. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was like pulling for the pace car driver to win the championship. Like it's never gonna happen. So right. I was like, yeah, I'm not. And I don't know. I just kind of faded off. But no, NASCAR has always been a nice little home for me. I've always kind of been my thing. Luckily, we do get it up here, TSN, and them they carry it. So awesome. I get all the truck races and everything. It's a little expensive, but at least I get it. So sure. Awesome. That's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm with you. Well, listen, man, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Thank you for contributing to the to the content on social media and, and the Lucky Dogs and all that. It's because it's of, you know, the diehards like you that uh, give me a reason to to come on and, and, and do this uh, throughout the season. So I appreciate the support over the years. I know you've been around for a minute, and uh, I really appreciate it. So thank you very much, man. Yeah, of course. Congratulations on 300. Uh, I mean, I remember the countdown to 100. Uh, we were all so excited about that. And then I'm really sure we're 200. Well, that one kind of just came and went quick. Uh, I think you were really, really pumping them out at that point. So I was. Yeah, I that was, one kind of uh, came and went quick. And There was so. a stretch there where I was doing, you know, 55 to 60 shows a season because I was doing bonus shows left and right. And, yeah, 200 came quick. Um, and then this year with the baby, you know, this is the least amount of shows I've done since season one. So, uh, you know, hopefully next year we can get back in a little bit more of a, of a rhythm and groove and, uh, you know, keep chugging along to 400, man. Oh yeah. All the way up to, I don't know, a thousand, maybe more. Hey, well, as long as people are here to listen, I'm here to do it. So that's, that's where I'm at with it. So yeah, I've always enjoyed it. It's always been, uh, fun and you know you've had some good guests on here and there seems to be a nice little community about it so yeah i don't see any reason why i should be leaving anytime soon so awesome <laughs> keep, keep up the great work uh yeah i like it I, I appreciate you being out here and doing what you do and putting in the time Thank uh you. yeah Thank i'll you. keep listening all the way to like i said thousand whatever we get to let's do it let's do it i love it all right <laughs> Lab Traffic Nation, huge thanks to Matt. You can follow him on Twitter at CH9SEFAN. Matt, great to talk with you. Enjoy the offseason, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you. You too. Take care. All right, Lab Traffic Nation, great to talk to Matt there. Great to have him on for the first time. And like I said, we shifted things around. Uh, fantasy's done. We're going to close this thing out a little different tonight, and we're going to close out episode 298 with a favorite of the show. He was the lap traffic podcast intern a couple years ago. You can follow him on Twitter at D Ryan 5962. He's a Kevin Harvick fan, just like yours. Truly. Uh, he, he is working hard to get himself into this sport. He's, He's going to get there. I have all the confidence in the world that he is going to get there. Lap traffic nation. Welcome back to the show. Mr. Dan Ryan, sir. How are you, brother? <laughs> 
I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing even better now with that intro. My gosh, that that, that was a lot of props there. I appreciate that. that. That's what I'm here for. I build my guests up, man. That's what I do. After after 298 of these, I think I figured out the trick on how to do that. It's, it's hard to believe it's been that. Oh my god, it's hard to believe it's been that many. I, man, back when I was doing the internship, we were at episode 200, and that was the big deal. Right, man, that's crazy. It's nuts, man. We got a big giveaway tonight. Uh, I'm giving away. I don't know if you've if you've seen them, but I've had. Um, uh, I partnered up with these two handles at Atlanta racing who he does mm -hmm. a ton of broadcasting for iRacing and a ton of giveaways and at the throwback brand who does trucker hats. And I've got like, I think I still have about 20 or some left lap traffic okay. podcast patched stitched trucker hats, different colors, schemes. Um, and that's part of tonight's prize pack. I'm giving away three, Awesome prize packs tonight. Each one's getting a Lap Traffic Podcast hat, T-shirt. Uh, and if you want a hat, I still have some available for sale out there. I've shipped some out last week. Um, 30 bucks. That includes shipping. Um, so there's that if anybody wants one. Shameless plug. But, yes, I've got some Lap Traffic Podcast <laughs> hats out there. Uh, so yeah, man, what's been new? Do you miss See, it? Do you want to come back? I wonder where, I wonder where you got the idea for doing a giveaway from. Hmm. Ah, hmm. <laughs> no idea. No idea. <laughs> it's, it's, um, things have been great. I, I definitely like the internship was great, man. I, I but it, it's great to see like the, the response. I still listen every week and the show is just doing, it's awesome, man. I, I'm, I give it a lot of props and everywhere I go, I always, you know, um, it's been a great story to add to my, uh, portfolio if you will of everything and I, I loved it it's been a lot of fun so it was it was great man I uh and I'll tell you it's it's so cool to watch uh you grow and to see who you've been able to connect with um you know and even people that you've connected with that you've been able to get on the show which is mm -hmm. I mean uh is it, awesome uh Joey uh, our flagman was on the show because of you, which was awesome. Some of the truck drivers have been on because of you, which is uh, just just awesome. So I can't thank you enough for even doing some work, even though you're uh, you're not the the intern anymore. <laughs> I I really appreciate it. And like I said, it's it's been a fun journey. It, it's it's awesome to get to interact with you know guys like you. Um, you know, whether it's just a part of the show on Twitter, whether it's to, to watch grow, it's, it's just been a hell of a journey over these last six years, which is awesome. It's, I, I look back on it too, man. It's been crazy. Like, especially like the past year, really since coming out of COVID and, and, um, and then right after the internship, I picked up a hobby doing photography. And, uh, even with that, now I've gotten to go and do a couple NASCAR races and just like be a fan, but still get to like practice with the camera. And it's just been, it's been amazing. And, um, it's crazy when you look back on it, those things like that, it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's pretty surreal. Absolutely. All right. Um, let's take a left turn outside of racing and podcasting and all that. Um, of course the Detroit lions at one in six would go and pick up a meaningless win against the Packers this past weekend. Which is yours? I mean, so first of all, I mean, you're a Jersey guy. You're over in yeah. that area. You're all Philly, Jersey. Um, how did you become a Packers fan? Is it uh, a Brett Favre thing or? No, it was just like I never. I was never a fan of the Eagles. The, the, I first of all, I 
I use the name, I use the Packers fan term loosely because I, there's no other sports that I watch other than anything that has a car and a motor in it. I'll put that out there. Fair enough. Um, I picked the Packers as a team because back when I was like in high school, football was like a big thing. And you have all these Eagles fans. I was like, no. And my dad's second favorite team was the Packers. And Aaron Rodgers was the GOAT back then. And yep. so I was like, you know, jumped on that bandwagon. And now here we are, you know, 12 years later. And now I'm getting free roped in an interview about the fact that they lost. And it just so happened to be last night. This is great. So, you know, the only thing I can say good about the Lions is uh, is y'all play at Ford Field, which, you know, I have to throw the, the plug in there for my favorite car brand. But um, it's it's that. So you guys. But. Hey, it, it made the best team win, and you know I think that the, the they best team did it. not win. I'll tell you that. They, they well, the Packers they had it. They had it was they you know it wasn't the best. They didn't do the best that they could last night. So I will though give props to the Eagles, uh, especially being a Philly guy right now, and them being eight and zero. I mean that's that's unreal. Like so I, I, all the props to them. I got to throw it back over to that for a minute because, and I apologize because I completely dropped the ball. I didn't realize how close you were. Uh, I was in Philly a couple weeks ago and you were like, dude, why didn't you reach out? And I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I got to tell you though, I love that complex area right there. It is. Yeah. I mean, we literally stayed uh, in the, at the Navy pier area and mm -hmm. was able to walk to the casino, which everybody knows I love. Um, the, the, you know, Wells Fargo arena was right there. And I mean, that, Xfinity live bar restaurant yeah. slash whatever is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a sports complex area. Like that was well, legit. I'm glad that you experienced it that way. And I'll tell anybody who's listening, if you ever come to Philly, that's, that is the spot to go. And it's like the Mecca for anything sports related. Um, especially this past, these past couple of weeks with the, you know, the Phillies in the world series, the union hit their championship and the Eagles being eight. now, and it's just been, I, I, I'm not a Philly fan as much as I should be because, like I said, I'm more into racing over anything. But it's man, it's never been a good time to be from this area right now. I'll tell right? you that. <laughs> How far are you from 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 there? Fifteen minutes out over the bridge. All right, Philly. all right. So here, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna loosely throw this out there. I don't know what next year's gonna hold or look like or whatever, but WrestleMania 39 is going to be where the Eagles play. So okay. I don't know. You I'm, better, I'm, I, I, I might hit you up this time. Oh, dude, I might hit you up for a place <laughs> to stay, dude. <laughs> uh, hey, the doors, the doors always open. You can, uh, you can come crash in, in, uh, in my little, my little racing cave down here anytime you want. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. All right. Um, let's, uh, let's turn left or right, whatever direction we need to go to, uh, get back to, to the racing side of things here. Um, you know, so much to, to unpack from, from the 2022 season, uh, from the winners, from the racing, from the car, to what we saw this past weekend, championship weekend. What, you know, what, what's your, what's your takeaway from the 2022 season? I definitely, I will say that personally, I think that this was one of the greatest seasons this sport's ever seen, um, whether, you know, from any angle that you look at it, you know, I, you look at, you know, this car, Granted, what anyone wants to take away from it, I think that it did its job in being a new car and really, you know, 
disrupting the norm that NASCAR has been kind of set for all these years. Um, you know, we've had the most winners that we've ever seen that I've certainly ever seen since I've been in the sport. Um, and, you know, everything that the car did, I think, was um, a testament to the years that they put into the work of it. Um, and, you know, at the same time, it's had its challenges, I think that but I think that it's for its premier season. Um, you're able to determine the highs and lows of it. And it's only going to get better from here. I think that the it's going to see a lot of work over the off season, and it's going to set the sport in an even better direction going forward. Uh, and then as the season went itself, I mean, with the winners we had and not knowing what was going to happen every week and not really having that dominant um, powerhouse team and somebody new every week that was changing the norm. And um, hell, we ended it with probably the biggest move in racing that you'll ever see, from my generation at least. Um, I think that, you know, you can cap off the season in, in many different ways. And I think that it was a very, uh, a successful season and certainly a great season to be a NASCAR fan regardless. Absolutely. I, I mean, I couldn't have said that better myself. Um, what was your biggest surprise now? And, and listen, if you want to say Kevin Harvick winning back-to-back races, <laughs> that's that I, listen, I, I don't think that that's quote unquote, the slappy take as us both being Kevin Harvick fans, because, you know, we saw a winless year out of him last year. We saw the start this year and to even go to Michigan where you have to have speed to go out there and win. Um, you know, I never thought in my wildest dreams, Kevin Harvick was going to go win at Michigan this year. You know, that very well could be an unbiased opinion to say that Kevin Harvick's win at Michigan is one of the bigger surprises of the year. I would say I, I personally, I, that where is really where I felt that Harvick would have had his strong suit. Um, you know, I've watched uh, him 2016 and he's always, you know, managed to find a way around that track. I'd even go as far as to say as much as, you know, he's the king at Phoenix, you know, Michigan might be kind of an ace up his sleeve in terms of where he can perform. And as the moment that we were watching the race that day and I heard him came on the radio and said, the car's good. I knew that he was going to be an animal that day. It was just, I never hear him say that, that the car is perfect. And to hear that out of him and all the frustration and everything that he's been having to learn with this over the year, um, I knew that they had something. So I was fairly confident and it was long overdue to see that, that result. And then to go out and just do the same again next week. I mean, I think he said it better than himself. Uh, anyone who hated us doesn't know us. Uh, <laughs> I, love it. Yeah, I yeah. think, uh, or anyone who doubted us didn't know us. And um, I, uh, I couldn't agree more, you know, especially too, you have a lot of people, you know, being that Harvick's the one I follow the most, you do get a lot of people that say, Oh, you know, he's, he's, you know, cl getting close to retirement, this and that. And I think, you know, you got to look at who he is. You can't ever underestimate the guy. No. Um, and that's what, I, that's what, that's what motivates me as a fan and somebody who I look up to as a mentor, you know, he can strike at any time and that you always have to, he always gives 110%. Um, so I definitely think that, uh, Michigan was a good result for him. And, uh, but in terms of my biggest surprise, I don't know if it's because it was so recent or if it was just in general, but I think the biggest surprise would have to be the ones move at Martinsville uh, last week. Absolutely. That was, that's going to be a standout even... moment for years to come. We will be yeah. talking about that. Absolutely. And I heard on Sirius this week, somebody said about the fact that, you know, NASCAR uses, it's going to use, that's going to be every marketing commercial for NASCAR next year is that move. And 
Um, you know, the response it got from people from F1, from IndyCar. I had I walked in the office Monday morning. I had people who don't even watch NASCAR. I said, "Man, that thing was great, man. That was insane." And and for Chastain, you know, he's he's certainly he skyrocketed his fame overnight. Um, so I give a lot of credit to them. I give a lot of credit to that whole team. You know, Justin Marks really, you know, is, is an ambassador for this industry. And I think that the track house itself was a surprise this year. So, um, I think it, it, there's, there's many takeaways for a surprise this year, but of the two, those would probably be the big, the big things for me. Absolutely. All right. So that's the surprise this year. What's the surprise or headline going to be as we go into 2023? Ah, that's, that's, that's hard. Uh, I would definitely, I think, I think everybody kind of already knows where, where we're going with the 18 for next year. Um, I would say it would be a surprise. Um, I would say if, you know, something else were to come up and, you know, you get something out of left field, nobody was expecting, but I think the biggest surprise, if, if what we think will be true with the 18 next year um, will be to see whether or not he's as successful in a cup car as the Xfinity car, because think about it now, it's a whole different animal. He's had a lot of time to prepare um, in it this season with the cup car, but uh, I think the biggest surprise will be to see whether, you know, Ty can dominate uh, in a cup car as much as he can in Xfinity car. Sure. All right. Now, what about, uh, you know, it, it broke this week, Jimmy Johnson going to have ownership in Petty going to mm -hmm. run a couple, you know, just, you know, it sounds like he's going to run some races, you know, I don't know if that's mm -hmm. two, 10, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, he struggled his last year ish in the 48 car, um, you know, then went to, to Indy racing and now coming back to a partial cup ride, new car that he's never driven. Um, yep. you know, what do you think we might see out of Jimmy Johnson when he straps back in? Well, first of all, I think it's great from the ownership standpoint. I mean, I, I look I, I look at NASCAR as a business perspective. I think that it's great to see somebody like him take an ownership. Same with like this past year with Justin Marks and all these other involvements into teams and Brad Keselowski and things like that. So from a business standpoint, I think that the merge is, is, is amazing, um, and especially for him with his pedigree and being a two seven-time champions in one house is, is a – forced to be reckoned with i feel like shot in the arm um, for the team that's for sure <laughs> yeah and then as far as him being in a new car hey he you know he he's got a whole new playing field underneath him now um he's going to come into something he wasn't used to and you know he's going to have a whole new seat to get back in and get get that mindset refreshed and get used to so you never know and petty did some some great things this year with you know winning at darlington and having eric jones in the seat and um, you know, I think next year, uh, they could be one of the surprise standout teams next year. Um, but I think it's going to go in a good direction for them. Uh, I love it. All right. Lab traffic nation. I think that's a great way to wrap things with Dan, <laughs> the old intern of the lap traffic <laughs> podcast. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at D Ryan 5962. And and Instagram, because all the all anything you want for photography, you can check on Instagram. It's at Dan two underscores Ryan. There you go. That's where I'm a lot more prevalent on that one. That's, <laughs> that's where it's at for Dan Ryan. I love it. Lap Traffic Nation. That is going to do it for episode 298 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. Check out the website, thelaptrafficpodcast.com, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lap Traffic PC. Huge thanks to Sherwin from Blowing the Doors. 
Matt at CH9SEFan, and Dan Ryan for calling into the show. I'll be back next week. Episode 299, Dustin Albino from JSKI.com is going to be here. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya!